Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, welcome to another edition of Seeds of Truth. This is your host, Joel Craft, coming to you from KKXX Studios. Chico Life Radio, 104.5 FM and AM 930. It is great to be with you another Monday evening where we have the opportunity to reflect into this call we have to witness to our faith and how important is it today in an age where we um, see a death around us, a war around us, to really embrace our faith, that we bear witness to um, the faith that God has given us, this great gift that God has given us. And so this is what we are about uh, on Monday evenings. Now, as I noted last week when we were talking about St. Joseph, of course, the patron of all fathers, we were going to do a three-week series uh, like that of what we did last month, where we looked at motherhood, particularly uh, looking at motherhood from the perspective of uh, different age groups, right? So uh, what does it mean to be a mother to newborns to the age of 10? What, what does it mean to be a mother to those who are teenagers? How can we be a better mother to, to, to those who are teenagers? And for all women out there who are mothers, you know, how are we called to uh, parent? How are we called to mother uh, those in those post-teenage years? Collectively, in that three-part series, we took a closer look at through um, the, the lenses of three different mothers, um, what are principles and things that we should be looking at um, when we talk about what it means to be a mother, uh, and also what it means to, to be a wife and, and daughter in Christ. So with that, tonight, uh, what we're going to do is kickstart a three-part series where we look at uh, fatherhood, particular to what it means to be a father to those who are little ones, and how out through that fatherhood, we might be better equipped to understand our own sonship. Okay, so we'll take up what it means to be a father, you know, certain things to, to think about and to be present to, particular to little ones, but also how this opens us up to better understand our own relationship with God the Father. So what I've done is I've asked Lee uh, Langerwerf, who is a, a physical therapist here in Chico, California, prisoner to St. John the Baptist Catholic Church, to join me and to share some of his experiences of uh, being a father to little ones, huh? And uh, certainly, as we uh, talked about last month, as it relates to mothers and, and how we learn from our mistakes and, and from our struggles, I'm certain that some of our conversation uh, this evening might have something to do with that. So, Lee, it is great to have you uh, with me this evening. Thank you very much, Joe. Glad to be here. Um, I am a father of three. I have a son, Mel, who's four and a half, a son, Dan, who's two and a half, and a daughter, Lexi, who is one year old. And uh, my wife and I have enjoyed all of the aspects of being parents and, uh, to younger children. Certainly being parents to younger children, particularly for you and I, being fathers to younger children presents uh, many challenges. I think among the many challenges is the call that we have um, to be patient, to be patient with um, our children. And as fathers, this might not always be the easiest thing. <laughs> You know, and so uh, maybe can you share, Lee, some of your experiences with that as we reflect into not only this call we have to be fathers, but also um, 
this call, we have to be patient. You know, Joe, that's, that's a great point. And um, just this week at, uh, at Mass, you know, I found myself during Mass, you know, trying to enjoy the Mass and the, the priest's homily and everything else. And the, the kids, of course, not wanting to sit still or being distracted by something else and just getting frustrated and annoyed with that. And it is, it, it's such a difficult thing because you want to be patient with them, be tolerant, be understanding, but at the same time, um, reining them in where they need to be. And um, it's it's a difficult balance to have. And um, unfortunately, this week, I feel like I kind of failed miserably at that at mass. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's a good reminder also that, you know, in the Bible, God doesn't just keep everything happy all the time. It's the word scourging comes to mind, but that's not correct. You know, just trials and then bringing you back into the fold and bringing you back into his his graces and it's the same thing i feel like with being a father sometimes you have to um you know be the the father figure to them and let them know when they're wrong but in a loving way and that's the difficult thing i feel like for me at times is is really getting to that point and being patient with them and loving, but at the same time, not letting them just get away with anything. You are absolutely right. You know, Lee, if you were to look at the Old Testament to the New, what you see is God slowly fathering his children. He disciplines when he needs to discipline. And it comes out from this fatherly, paternal love. huh? And so it's something that we can draw from. Yeah, and sometimes that discipline uh, is pretty severe. But like all fathers, what he does is he has his disciplines. He has his rules in place because he knows what they are going to lead to. A more thorough maturation process, huh? I mean, as little ones, our children are never going to be able to see necessarily how they are called to grow at their young age. Only we can see that especially, Lee, when you're dealing with little ones, when you're dealing with three-year-olds, five-year-olds, seven-year-olds, okay? So it is our duty and it is our right, our spiritual jurisdiction to take the bull by the horns and to help them in their journey of growth. God the Father does the same thing. There are a lot of things in our journey of faith that we do not understand, huh? And yet, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? We look back and we say, ah, Lord, I know what you're doing. It is our hope, huh? It is our hope that our children down the road will look back and say, ah, now I know what my dad was doing when he told me to do this or not to do this when I was, you know, age three, five, seven, and so on. Very important. And this is why we have rules. This is why we say you can't be out at a certain time. This is why we say you can't cross the street when a car is coming. You look at that and you say, okay, you know, what am I going to set up in my house that will allow me, allow my child to get where he needs to go? In reality, what we're doing is we're establishing that rhythm and tenor within our household to create that environment that, that will allow our children to be, you know, the best version of who God is calling our little ones to be. And it's really important, I think, Lee, when you think about it, if whether they're, you know, five, seven, nine, these are very uh, key developmental years. You know, this is when they begin to develop those habits that they will come to know down down the road. And so it's so important to not be lax, you know, Lee, and let our children play, you know, four or five hours, let alone two, three hours of, of video games every day, right? I mean, our children need that sense of discipline. 
Why? Alongside of uh, what we've already talked about, Lee, I've mentioned this in the past, where every time we say no in the Christian faith, when we are supposed to say no, it means behind that no is an immeasurable greater yes. And for our children, that means a greater freedom for them, again, to be that child of God uh, they are called to be. As difficult as it might be for us. You know, I often think, Lee, that uh, as much as we see in sacred scripture, God the Father uh, discipline his children, that it, it was much more difficult on him than it was on his children, just as it is for us. I mean, for me, it is hard sometimes to say no, especially when it involves me sharing an experience with my son. Uh, an example, my son, my oldest son, he's eight years old, soon to be nine. He's really into the Oakland Athletics. Well, he did something he shouldn't have done. We were going to go somewhere to watch the game. Well, now we couldn't do it. I had to say no. I, I kind of gave him warning. You do that again, we're not going to be able to go to the game. And he's, whatever, Dad. Well, he didn't follow through. And so as a father, I was like, dang, I was kind of looking forward to that, you know. But what's the reality? The reality is behind that consequence, we're no longer going to go to the game. There's a greater yes. And you want to know what? It got his attention. He won't do it again. He won't do it again. It got his attention. So there's these dynamics that are going on within our fatherhood, Lee, that I think are so important as they relate to the why behind why we have rules, why we have laws and our regulations within our household, um, and being able to, to, to stick to them and do it with love. So important. Absolutely. Yeah. And on the flip side, you know, just before I came here, you know, I was going through these flip cards, uh, just different tasks and, and mental activities with the, the boys trying to, you know, figure out, okay, how many elephants are there here? Or what's missing from this picture? And those kinds of things are just so rewarding. And, mm. you know, you really, you get to, you know, educate your kids, teach your kids. And I mean, with that and some of the things they say, and you're just, you're amazed that, this little sponge can just pick up on everything around them, um, you know, good and sometimes bad, but, um, but that they um, are just so in tune with everything around. And, um, you know, really, they, they do have a good barometer for trying to do what's, what's best with all that kind of stuff. And, and it, it really is rewarding in that sense. So for, yeah, for the times that it's a negative connotation, there are so many more positives. It's uncountable. Yeah, amen to that, Lee. And I, what I'm hearing you say as you talk about, you know, it's rewarding is that it's life-giving. You know, it's life-giving. It, it, there are times when I look around the room when we're doing our things similar to, to that which you're talking about now, and there's just an energy in the room. There's, there's a joy in the room, and that's what you cannot replace because those are the moments why you have children. I mean, it's just so rewarding, so life-giving. And then it just kind of spills over into so many other things. You know, so yeah, on one hand, you have uh, the discipline aspect of being a dad, of being a father. And with little ones, you know, sometimes it's not always the funnest thing. Not, not that it is with teenagers, but they all have their own unique kind of dynamic. But ultimately, it is to look on the other side and say, yeah, it's just not the struggle. It's just not how difficult it is. It's how rewarding it is. It's how life-giving it is. It's about how it bears the fruit of joy, this, this new energy that just wants to pour itself out. I mean, that's what it's about. 
it's 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 interesting, Lee. Uh, some people look upon families who have more children and see how difficult it is. But what they don't see all the time, because they might be um, experiencing a bad case of myopia, <laughs> is ultimately how life-giving having children is, to be able to watch your children play with one another, how the uniqueness and individuality of our children comes out in how they interact with one another, and how wonderful that truly is. Uh, most striking, this experience, Lee, of fatherhood ought to also open us up to what it means to be a son. Last week, we were talking about St. Joseph to kind of prop up and set up these next three weeks. And one of the things that really did come through, Lee, was how our fatherhood ought to radiate through God's fatherhood. And it really does so once we first come to understand what it means to be a son to the father. Now, there's that great line from Superman where he says, it is in becoming a father that I have come to know and what it means to be a son. Does not that uh, crystallize our own sonship in God? Certainly, Lee, even as I listen to you speak, and as even as we're talking about this initially, our fatherhood um, points to a deeper understanding of our own sonship. I don't know if you've ever done this. We didn't really talk about this beforehand, but I do this a lot where I'll be disciplining my kids, and I have the Holy Spirit in my ear saying, telling me, Joe, did you just hear what you just said to your children? You know, did you just hear the words, our Lord wants you to take ownership of that in your relationship with God? You know, why didn't you pick up your mess? Why didn't you say you're sorry? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? And God's saying, yeah, Joe, why don't you do that? Why don't you do this in your relationship with God? Again, in being a father, we have this kind of prism in what it means to be a son to God the Father. Yeah, I... I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, so many times, especially uh, Mel, our four and a half year old, when I say things to him, it, I swear he's my little clone. And, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll correct him on something and be like, have to step back and be like, oh, wait, that's exactly what I do. And, mm-hmm. or my wife, you know, God love her, she'll remind me, um, yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. Um, you're just a little bit older. So yeah, yeah I, I get those constant reminders, you know, from God through her or through him or whatever the case may be that, yeah, absolutely, I need to, you know, repair this aspect of my life as well. So, yeah, yeah I completely hear you on that one. You know, and it's, and it's interesting, Lee, as we talk about being fathers to little ones, there is a lot to be said about this call to be little in the gospel. It kind of acts as this overture throughout the gospel text. If you want to in- inherit the kingdom of God, you must be little. And in that truth really is the prison because we are called to be little. We are called to be like, you know, your four and a half year old, that kind of disposition, that kind of childlike way about himself. You know, and this is how we are called to receive um, God's wisdom and how he wants to use our own fatherhood to draw us deeper into his relationship. Now, as we talk about this, what are some other things we should be present to, Lee? You know, there's there's so many. It's across the, the spectrum. I mean, this evening, um, we just finished potty training our two-and-a-half-year-old, and there's there's nothing more humbling than when you have to, you know, clean af- up after your son or daughter, <laughs> whatever it may be. And, um, you know, and, and you do it out of love. You do it out of the fact that, you know, this is where you're at and this is what you have to do. And you're not doing it um, just because it's a chore. You need to look at it that... 
you know, you're helping make this young individual a better person for down the road. And even if it is same, something small, I, I, I know I, I see some uh, women, my wife and, and others who feel like they just kind of go in circles with like the potty training, different things like that. But it's so rewarding. I mean, it's, you know, it's you're helping to make them better and they, they get it. You know, you don't scold them or anything, just, uh oh, you know, that happened and you go from there and, and so that can be a challenge, just working through those kinds of things and trying to find the right way to um, nurture the positives and not really dwell on the negatives in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other things are just any any of the, the learning or teaching opportunities. You know, you, something that you might think of because you're older as, well, this is just innate or something like that. It's something that has to be explained and can't necessarily rationalize it because they're four and a half or, or under five, you mm-hmm, know, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't really convince them or give them a sound reasoning argument because they're not going to really understand that. But if you can try to you know, treat them like a, an adult, quote unquote, so to say, um, in the situation, they I feel like they do appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as you were talking about the um, the potty training thing there, it, one of the overarching themes that was, it was running itself through um, all three of our programs with the mothers was this, not idea, but truth and reality that within the concreteness and particularity of each and every moment within the house, we have this, this sacramental moment where each and every circumstance is pregnant with eternal significance when we offer to God. And, you know, some say, well, isn't that kind of spiritual? No, I mean, God wants everything. He doesn't want part of this or part of that or, or half of what you do this part of the day and another half of what you do that part of the day. He wants everything all the time. Uh, and he wants us to converse with him in everything, whether we're changing diapers, doing laundry, potty training, whatever it is. And yeah, Dads are called to do that too, you know, for this to be a part of what it means to be a father and ultimately how we are called to uh, have this be part of our conversation with God. Why? Because what we already talked about, Lee, I mean, if you think about this critically, you bring up potty training. That is never a fun and clean thing. But again, as children of God, we do a lot of things that are sloppy, Lee, and we do a lot of things. Sin is sloppy. Sin is ugly. Sin is not attractive. There's nothing about sin in light of virtue where it's attractive, right? So, I mean, God's looking down at us and, you know, he hears us grumbling about changing another diaper, about potty train, and he's looking at us saying, okay, exactly. Now, again, look at the mirror and, and see how I'm, I'm still potty training you on this or that. I mean, this seems silly. This seems like silly language, but in reality, it's not. Because what God wants us to see is, is the ways in which we take care of each and every moment, even if it is potty train, changing a diaper, whatever it is, he wants that as an offering to him. Why? Because this is a part of what it means to be a dad. And for also, you know, the mothers, this is part about what it means to be a mom. This is just the gig of being a parent. There's nothing about this potty training that is not being a parent. So yeah, we need to embrace it. And yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on the whole, um, those teaching moments for our kids and how important those are. 
gosh, Lee, I, I just had a recent one with, with Colby, and we had to have a real sit-down. He's eight. He's almost nine. And, man, he, he at the age of reason, I mean, we say the age of reason is seven. It's, I, th- I think he hit it when he was five. <laughs> You're probably feeling that yeah. with Mel right now. <laughs> you know. So we had to have a real sit-down. Um, on an important matter, a matter that I did not think we'd be talking about at this point, but, you know, it, it was really good. And not that you're talking to them like a 21-year-old, but you're talking to them as an 8-year-old, presenting them these various topics in a language they can understand, and in doing so, bringing them along in the faith, bringing, along, bringing them along in what it means to be um, a growing boy uh, in, in their adolescent years so as to take that next proper step. And again, as a father, another challenge, another challenge. One of the reasons why I wanted to do this three-part series is to really focus in on the aspect of fatherhood. Yes, but I can never reinforce it enoughly how fatherhood allows us to better understand our relationship with God. And um, those things that are challenging, I always go back to the challenge, you know, in the Latin provocatio, to call forth, to call out. God presents us with this challenge of being a dad to little ones, and it calls us forth. It calls us out to be the best version of who God is calling us to be as first a son in God in a way where, I don't know about you, Lee, but in a way I could have never imagined, you know, and it's like, wow, okay, all right, Lord, I need you on this one. I need your grace, Lord, you know, and it's, it's interesting, Lee, I always hear him say to me, when I'm parenting my little ones, as I give you the grace to be the best father that I'm calling you to be, I'm at the same time giving you the grace to be the best son that you're called to be. Yeah, I, you know, I totally agree with you on that. And, um, you know, it makes me look back to before we had kids and say, man, I must have been really hard to refine if I'm, uh, you know, needing this to be refined now. So, um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. It it absolutely helps to make you a better person by seeing your um, inequities in in that child or, mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. And kind of, like you said, looking at that prism or turning the mirror around to face you and being like, oh, yeah, okay. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's great for, for teaching but also for improving yourself as a mm-hmm. person and trying to make yourself a better Christian. Yeah. Lee, I was hoping to touch upon something tonight. When Colby was born almost nine years ago, there was something that shot through me that I didn't even know was there. I mean, something overwhelmed me. It, it, it just, I didn't even know it was there, you know, and, and that was just this love that was waiting to burst forth. And I could only discover that love in being a father. I've been made to reflect upon that moment often because in that moment, in that minute, September 26th, 2005, something changed within me. I was made to see just not who, who I am differently, but really the world. You know, suddenly I was caring about Things like curfew regulations uh, at Bidwell Park. Suddenly, uh, Lee, I was worried about the gang activity and the reduction of uh, law enforcement in Chico. Suddenly, I was thinking about things that I had never really thought about before. What would be the best neighborhood to raise my children in, right? Because as long as I was not a father, I wasn't being made to be present to these things. And so it was shoving me forth 
to better understand the way in which um, our city is set up and, and, our, and, our, and our community is set up. And so being a father of a little one also in turn opens us up to the wider community and now this call we have within the community. Yeah, we, we get that in the workforce. If you're a physical therapist, you're really well known in this Chico area because you're a really good physical therapist. You know, so we're involved in community life, we're involved in parish life, but it's different when suddenly you're a father. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you couldn't have said it better. It 100%, it changes your view 180 degrees. You have something totally different that you're focused on, then it's less about me and my wife. It is still about us, but it's about this other person as well. I remember when Mel was born, it was just an awesome moment and everything, and the, the hospital experience was great. But where I really, really noticed it was when we took him home. Um, I went down to CHP and got the, the car seat checked and okayed by them and everything, and then came back to the hospital and picked um, my wife Cassie and Mel up. And I remember driving down the Esplanade and just thinking, man, I'm responsible for this little life now also. Mm -hmm. And so I remember just, you know, going the speed limit to a T, you know, if, if it turned yellow, I was stopping and it it just, it changed how I looked at things. Everything from that day forward was different. I drive a Mustang and it's red. And so everybody thinks that, oh, I'm, you know, trying to speed. I'm like the slowest driver of a red Mustang (laughs) that ever lived. I go the speed limit, maybe five (laughs) miles over. It just, it's not worth it to me anymore because I need to be focused on this little these people that I have to take care yes. of also. Yeah, and I mean, to what we're talking about right now is really what lies at the heart of it all. Why? Because if we're going to properly understand how, Lee, our fatherhood radiates out of God's fatherhood, then we root it all in love, right? I mean, God is love. That's 1 John four sixteen. God is love. So if our fatherhood is going to share in God's own fatherhood, then it has to be rooted in love, which as Christ reveals and as Scripture bears testimony to, this is a love that is primarily sacrificial, that is primarily seeing other as first. Remember what it means fundamentally to love, to will the good of the other. And as fathers, we are given these gifts that we call our children to love, to will the good of those who we bear life to. Uh, what an incredible vocation. You know, you had mentioned the word reward earlier, and I thought it might be nice to kind of wrap up with some scripture, Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So Lee, as we seek to fulfill our vocations as fathers, He will reward us 100-fold, Lee, not only to uh, live out our vocation better, to be the best fathers that God is calling us to be, but at the same time, to share in that grace of sonship, that again, our fatherhood is a prism, a lens, a means to better see and understand our own sonship in God the Father. Any closing thoughts, Lee? Yeah, I, I think that's just a great point. I you couldn't I couldn't have said it better myself. Well, great, Lee. It was uh, great to have you on board this uh, Monday evening, reflecting into the importance of fatherhood, and in particular, what it means to be a father to little ones. Uh, we'll go ahead and wrap with a word of prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. And God bless you. Thanks for listening to Seeds of Truth, heard every evening, Monday through Friday at 6.30 p.m. If you'd like to hear this program or find out how you can help support Seeds of Truth, the website is joeholcraft.org.